0: Episode 49, Nick Buckfield.
1: The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live Limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round
0: and their wake up question to finish. Today's featured alpha, Nick Buckfield, will be one of our alpha trainers, getting your body into peak physical condition on our Alpha Way Intensive. The Alpha Way Intensive is now live. We are taking applications. Watch the short five minute video and we are taking applications as we speak. I will be getting back personally to each and every one of you. If You think that's you and you wanna get involved, there are six spots for the UK, six spots for the USA, and that is all we're doing this year. So get in touch, get on the Facebook group, like it, follow the links, apply, and I will speak to you in person very soon.
1: Get through the pod, guys.
0: Okay, now I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. This is, a, well, a man who's hard to track down considering he lives about five minutes from me. This is, well, double Olympian. Unfortunately, I have to say, former British record holder. He was the British record holder for a long time. He should have jumped way higher. He was a six-meter volter. It just never registers as six meters. Um, This is Nick Buckfield, and uh, as I say, he's double Olympian. Need I say more? Buckfield, are you ready to awaken your alpha?
1: I am indeed. I am indeed. How you doing, buddy? You're right. Good.
0: So um, that was a very brief uh, intro. Another stat: fifth in the World Championships. I remember that, and that was early doors in your career and that was literally everyone not just me everyone thought that literally was the start of you just dominating and I genuinely obviously I've seen in training for years because um you were a six meter volter you just was you just always got injured didn't you it's pretty much
1: yeah I had a lot of injuries in my career um uh, a few from accidents one, one one was in 98 where I fractured my pelvis and that was the onset of uh, a long, um, a long career of just niggles really that that sort of interrupted the training. As you know, most things. Yep. If you if you get consistent uh, training uh, foundation behind you, then you know things pay off in the summer. And I never really, I think I have one or two years where I never really got you know too too many injuries. Um, so yeah, that yeah, is but, my yeah that is my downfall. I, yeah, I do think you, I had you had small
0: windows. You had small windows. Where I mean, like I say, physic- physically when you were fit and technique wise. Yeah. You were definitely a six meter vaulter, but you anyone who does pole vault, you can't just go straight into it. You you have to build up and have some consistency of competitions and it you know, you have to yeah. have, you have to be fit for a while just to get right up to that pinnacle.
1: Yeah, and I and I and I think that the one year that I came out um it was in uh two thousand and four, so it was uh pre pre uh, Athens Olympics. Um I came out and first two competitions, the first competition I got the qualifying night for the Olympics and then went to Germany. Um, was attempting a new British record, um, and as you know, I had an accident. oh, I was going yeah, 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 to quite is... serious action. I impaled myself on my pole and uh, end up in hospital for for a week in Germany. Yeah, and, uh, just to give you the exact yeah that yeah. He, he I t- sat he, on my pole basically. Yeah, he actually
0: he <laughs> actually tore himself a new one. So, yeah, I had two. Yeah, I got two on holes. On your yeah. butt. Yeah, pretty much.
1: But I I do I do believe that was the, that would have been the year if it wasn't for that unfortunate um accident um, i was in fantastic shape and you know i jumped uh, a, a 17 i was attempting five i believe 585 and freak accident just happened and yeah. um you know and it i came back still went to the olympics and a lot of people would think i you know shouldn't have really finished finished the season there really and yeah. um i jumped 560 just missed out on getting to the, the, well, this the is, final this is
0: this is the thing we're definitely going to talk more on this because this is just awesome stuff but um it's very rare you get a British record holder. where I th- where you think, God, they had so much potential. Like th- the fact that you were a British record holder and people are still thinking, I don't know if it's just me that you had a lot of potential. <laughs> it's, like is a marker of bloody yeah. how good how good you were type thing.
1: Yeah, I, I I think there was there was all that. I never, unfortunately, like I said, you know, with all these little injuries, there was always something. Even when I came fifth in the World Championships, um, I bruised my heel six weeks before that. I'd only started running um 2 weeks before the championship. Yeah, and I can verify yeah. all of this cuz I was there and it, it did feel like every
0: championship or anything every yeah. season it was always you were like fighting to get back or
1: you yeah. know you were trying to
0: train around injuries. It just like you say it was it was it, there were literally very sh- short periods where it is all smooth.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I mean there there was a a big chunk of my career though. People forget from from, you know, from when I started as a full-time athlete.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I had 4 years of no injuries and no problems, oh, you know, and and really good foundation, but the problem was I did have that accident in uh, the Europeans in Hungary in 98. Yeah, I missed the big thing that the mat, the mat that you're supposed to, you know, obviously land on. Oh, I fractured yeah. my. Uh, that was on TV,
0: wasn't it? I remember seeing that. Yeah,
1: yeah, fractured my pelvis, and it put my everything, my biomechanics out of line, and it wasn't picked up properly, and I had ongoing problems with that. And it, I mean, the physios and everyone at the time were, were 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 okay, but they were missing, they were missing things, and. Mm. It was that onset of the biomechanics being out that every year, the minute you push your body, I mean, you know, as an elite athlete, you're always on that fine line of, you know, being in peak physical condition and then crossing that line. Um, And it's knowing when to back off. And unfortunately, you know, with me, it was just there would be a little nickel. And I'd have to work around things. I think, you know, as you know, the great thing about pole vault is, is so diverse in its training. Yeah. You can cover different aspects. Whereas, if, you know, if I was injured, if I, I had a lot of knee problems, bursida problems, ankle problems, you could get in the water to do aqua jogging. But I could still do my weights gymnastics and gymnastics and, and drill stuff. So, you know, it wasn't like I was deconditioning myself. I was actually sort of maintaining stuff. And it was just when the injury did get right and I could start running jumping. And then, you know, but it was always – I was always – I felt like I was always catching up. No, you know, you know the end of my career, I had one career-ending, you know, um, injury that sort of that was it. Really, it, it it finished me. I tried to come back, and it and it didn't work.
0: Yeah, it takes it takes a while. I, I, yeah, I totally know. It takes a while for your brain to catch up with the fact that your body can't do it. <laughs> you just yeah, when they tell you it's done, you kind yeah. of nah, no, nah, I've been told this before. Like uh, thing it yeah. takes a while. Well, um, mate, for all of this, we're going to get more into it. But can you tell us? Sort of one of your favourite quotes that you like to live your life by, even now, or during this whole phase of when you was a professional athlete.
1: It's actually, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote this. It's actually my quote. Um, I was <laughs> asked, I was asked to do a an article. I think it was, it was for Reebok in FHM ages ago and they asked me the same thing and i basically came up with something that uh chase your dream one day you might catch up with it and that and i'll quote that because that is not off anyone or anything and that was in 96 so that's uh i should put a painting on that really sweet
0: (laughs) that's awesome awesome. (laughs) well i mean i think we just established you were definitely chasing your dream yeah uh, i'm still chasing it mate i'm just doing other things (laughs) i'm not doing pole anymore i'm just doing other things yeah yeah so actually i never asked you this but so for in a pole vaulting sense, then what do you think would it, what would have been the the dream? Like, what were you chasing then? Because you got the British record, you obviously you went to the Olympics. For someone like me personally, yeah. the goal was always if you could get to the Olympics in any shape or form. Like I would have yeah. gone as a water boy type thing, but, <laughs> but I would have gone as your towel man. But yeah, um, yeah. what? Obviously, you you achieved that. So, what were you chasing?
1: Well, I, I think once you yes, that would have been my first one. I went to ninety six. It was it, I got to Olympics. It was a fantastic experience. um You know, it's a pinnacle of of a, most people's um you know a- a- athletics sort of career, really. Yeah. um But once I was there, it was I I knew that I could train and I was talented enough to, to medal. You know, and yeah. the thing with the Olympics is that there could be ten guys that have jumped you know five ninety. Well, when I did back in the day, yeah. it obviously is not not now. Um, and any one of those days, could you know, one of those people could have their day and I think if you can get into the final and, and you're jumping around your best, then, um, you know, yeah. and that's what drove me, really. And that's what I like but, about
0: pole vault. You seriously, like you say, if, if, if even, even if I could scrape into some competition, people know height, people will get affected worse by different... It's conditions. on
1: the day. It's on the day. And, you know, I, I wasn't threatened by anyone because I saw people, you know, you know, bomb out, run through whatever it was. Yeah. The conditions as well, you know. If there's favourable conditions, then obviously it's a lot makes it a lot easier for everyone else. But I was always like, well, okay, well, let's have a bit of a crosswind, or yeah. it starts to rain, we'll see who you, the men from from yeah. you know in, in that sense. Um,
0: so as well, because that's how I did my knee.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, but it was it was more the fact I was chasing. Yes, medals are great, you know, because you know, people forget heights in in that sense. But I wanted to become one of the six meter jumps. Oh, like, I thought it was that. That was my that was my main thing. And I, you know, I, I never attempted six. I, I attempted five ninety one um, when I jumped my my eighty one and you know, there was room there. It's just you like most things, you just yeah. slightly come down on it and stuff. And then, well, I was gonna
0: say that is the classic buckfield jump. Huge yeah. volts and coming yeah, down in yeah, it. Like, yeah. I have seen six yeah. meter volts, I guarantee you. Yeah, um, yeah. but for, you're always, you're like, I've seen you come down on silly heights
1: Also, I liked the lifestyle, I like training hard and competing and competing against people who were better than me. And, and I beat people who were better than me on the day. And you know, and that's uh, I mean, we can go into other things, but I know oh, I, did I was going say did it the right way and the clean way of doing that. I and mean, you know, you, no, uh, de- yeah. cause I know definitely
0: because I know you're definitely up against people who are probably not so clean, but um, yeah, but we we'll need to get <laughs> <now. is> <laughs> Very frustrating. But on top of that, like you just said, we can go into other areas because if you have been listening to the show, which I know you haven't, but you're going to no, know. I'm, yeah, no. I know. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it definitely... I work for a living. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I'm man. joking.
0: That aside, I'm joking. No, no. No, don't. It's yeah, all good. Yeah. That's the plan. If if I can do some work where people think I'm just on a jolly, I'm doing all right then. Yeah. But right. Um, I was just going to say about this. You're talking for a living. Yeah. Making making a... Uh, The people around you slightly better just being like that. Being we talk about for waking yourself. Being the being the dumbest person in the room is always good. Being like around others who are going to drag you up, as opposed to if you're the you know the big king dingling in a with a load of load of people who are a bit crappy. Well done, but you know that's not going to raise your standards. Definitely not.
1: No, and I and I think that's a great thing. You know the thing you. I've learned in life and this with anyone that I've met, no one knows everything. And if they think they do, they're, they're, they're an idiot. They're and it's an a big weakness, it definitely. It is, and I think people who are stronger are willing to learn to, to there is, there's there's loads of ways you can skin a cat and any, anything to do with, you know, business, um, you know, health and fitness training, whatever it is, there's always, you know, and it's the individual, but it's taking things. I learned, I took things from around the world from different coaches and put things together that would suit my body type and the way that my body could cope with certain things and, and, and whatnot in that sense. But, um, I, and I think that's a quite an important thing. And, and, you know, and, and being humble about things is, is one of the greatest, greatest assets. I think I've met a lot of people. I've met, you know, I've met Sergey Booker who was obviously the world record. Know, that's legend, big, <laughs> big legend, big legend. I think that's, that's a true champion or an alpha male in that sense. Yep. You don't have to be the beer and an end and end or be arrogant with it. You know, you know, can't stand people like that. I'd rather be around the people who would want to give their time, um, you know, in that sense, whether they've been Olympic champion, world record holder, British record holder, county champion, whatever. Um, cause I, I've really actually important.
0: been a Sussex county champion. I've noticed that. Oh, you
1: had to <laughs> chuck that in there, didn't you? No.
0: <laughs> that was the pinnacle. Well, get uh-huh. this. Southeast champion.
1: Okay. Indoors. I was school champion as well. I was school champion. How do you indoors, trinity, Not out, Not
0: outdoors, Buckfield. I never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I had both I had both <laughs> <laughs> Damn Right so Again We were just going to This is our origin question We're going to ask a little bit about How you came From mini Buckfield To Olympian
1: Okay well, I'm from a small town From Crawley Same, same as Boom. I am here born, born and bred here um, I started athletics When I was nine And I did A lot of, of events From sprinting Middle distance To all the field events um, I didn't get in Into pole vault Until I was about 15 um, and it was by chance, really. Um, I basically had done some pole vault at the club, at Crawley Club, and uh, filled in just for just to get some points for the club in the Young Athletes League. Uh, my PE teacher at the time at Holy Trinity said there's a national pole vault coach who is training at Broadbridge Heath. I went along to one training evening there and basically never looked back in the form of pole vault. Um, I was with the same coach. Yeah, that uh, must have been there. a quick
0: rise because 15, and I, I obviously... So literally in a couple of years, you were pretty decent.
1: I came into pole vault quite late, if you're if you looking at yeah. that. But the thing is with pole vault, it's the attributes to be a good pole vaulter. They were sort of in within me in that sense. So, you know, I had a great coach who, you know, who had a very good eye for certain things and what attributes you need to be a good pole vaulter. And I got to an English schools and then a well juniors. But I, I still wasn't the best at that time within yeah. the country. There was another guy better than me, you know. Um, I had this inner ability that I won't give up. I wouldn't yeah, give an up. Yeah, you're
0: an animal. It's good.
1: And you know, and I think that's what helped me. And and uh, you know, you d- I'm
0: going to ask another question. Then, do you think that might have linked into your injury sometimes? Not not pulling back at times when you should have, because as I say you're um, no doubt in your training like effort.
1: Yeah. I and think quickly. as an, as an athlete or a sports person, everyone goes through this uh, athletes. are, an, I mean, I, I do sports massage now, so I deal with the other side of it as well. So I know, yes, there was that at the beginning there was, okay, I got a little niggle. I'll just push through it. Yeah, little niggle, get, And then it becomes a real problem where you, you know, you have to take time out and get it sorted out. But, you know, some of the other injuries I got were, oh, it's happened. Um, you know, it was whether I was tired or, you know, I took that extra jump when I shouldn't have done or something like that. So, yes, there is that, but I was also a little bit unlucky in a certain sense. But athletes are all the same. They they always want to do more. They yeah. want to always do more. And as I got to the back end of my career, I actually realized that, you know, everything needs to be sensibly done now.
0: Yeah. I know, it's frustrating. You get yeah. it near the end.
1: Yeah, I did. I, honestly, <laughs> right. I did. And, I, and I'll tell you, I mean, I had 10 years of jumping and, It was right towards the back end of my career. I knew exactly what I needed to do. I felt the vault. Everything was in slow motion. I didn't get that when I was 23 and stuff like that. I mean, I finished my career when I was 34 but it all came to me at the end and that's why I then did a little bit of coaching. So I wanted to put that back, yeah. but you know, you're not like a car. You can just take it to the garage and get a new part. Things yeah, take exactly. a lot of time. You get to... one, one knee. Exactly. One well, knee. Yeah, yeah, in your yeah, case. One, yeah. Once you Muller or, or it. Or like... one bum in my case, you know what that says. So, uh... <laughs> one bum, two holes. <laughs> yeah, one bum, two holes. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it is, but you know, that still has a flip side to it. There's a quality there that, you know, I had four years, ago. I didn't get injured and I was willing to push it myself and, you know put my neck on the line and you know and, and certain things and it paid off
0: yeah. when would you say was your like uh like this is awakened question when would you say it all started to change for you was it around 15 when when you were just almost basically the talent scouted basically
1: yeah I think the defining point was when I became a full-time athlete that was the defining point I was at a university studying due degree um, I had a very serious conversation with my coach I couldn't do both Um, academically I was struggling so it was like okay well I either do the academics and don't do my sport or do my sport and and that and that was the way I was set up Um, you know and you always things in hindsight but the the, the year that I trained full-time as an athlete I had a very good backing from my parents my my, my coach spoke to my parents and said look if he does everything right then he could make a career out of this and they allowed me to do that which I'm very you know fortunate and thankful for because that was the stepping stone I no, was it, you
0: then? Was you like nine? I was
1: uh, uh no, I was I was twenty twenty-two. I was okay. twenty-two. So I was still at university and then I came out and trained for a year, and that the following year is the year that I qualified for the Olympics. But it's also the year that I had a potential backing sponsor and we had a meeting with him, myself and 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 my coach, and they basically said, if you break the British record, then I will sponsor and help you that year I did that and that's off the back of becoming a full-time athlete basically. oh that is
0: beautiful that's so
1: um right. that was that was the defining moment of yes I've worked hard this is all paid and I got on a bigger pole but that, yeah. that's all that phys- I physically changed that that was the the main thing technically a little bit but not so much so, yeah but and it, it takes it
0: to, it sounds simple a few more steps but it takes some yeah. big kahunas to add more steps and grab a bigger pole
1: Yes, it does. And it, it, I mean, from a mental, as you know, from a mental point of view as well, it's it's very easy just to pick up a pond, run down and charge down a runway and just, you know, haul yourself over a bar. It's, uh, it takes a lot of preparation and small steps to get there, like m- most things.
0: Um, we're going to mix this up here, then. This is the yin yang round, so I'm just going to hit you with some 50-50 <laughs> options. Right, okay. <laughs> and you're just going to go. they are you- not rude,
1: mate. I don't mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll come up with my own options. <laughs> you can go you got No, you got you got me all wrong. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, Well actually, I know you too well to say <laughs> to say tea or coffee. Oh, my dudes. Yeah, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Coffee, you don't even say tea, just
1: say coffee. Yeah,
0: yeah lives on. Yeah. Yeah. coffee like, on drip, basically. Yeah. P90X or Insanity? P90X. Okay. Dog or cat? Dog. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I'm going to be rude there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Felines, yeah, we're talking dog, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Indian curry or roast dinner?
1: Ooh, Indian curry.
0: Okay. San Francisco or New York? San Francisco. Cool. Okay. Um if you're getting chased, bear or shark.
1: Bear, mate. I know I can out swim a shark, that's for sure. Bear. Yeah, I could
0: probably outrun and do something. You can't can't outrun a you can't outrun a bear. Don't worry. Okay. Well, at least I could I could
1: give him a few shots. I could give (laughs) him a few smacks, mate. At least that shark ain't got no chance.
0: Okay. Rhino or angry bull elephant? Open plane. Uh Rhino. Okay, I uh, can this jump is my, over him. Okay, this, is, <laughs> this is my complete blank around. So All you right. just complete the blanks in your face. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not insulting you. you. Just complete the blanks. <laughs> on um, on. Your best friend would describe you as legend. You're <laughs> 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 not your own best friend. Remember.
1: <laughs>
0: if if I was oh this guy. If anyone was ever to visit Crawley, they should. And don't come, say leave.
1: Come, come meet me for coffee. <laughs> yeah,
0: you'll be there. Okay, cool. um Last time you were drunk was um
1: about a month ago. Mm.
0: Good effort. Yeah, any in, anything? Any interest or just it standard? I don't
1: think I can elaborate on that. Really, <laughs> mate. No, <I> not <laughs> really. Sounds interesting. Yeah. It was just okay. in town. Okay,
0: just in town. Yeah, my my info must have been lost. So okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your favorite movie of all time and why?
1: Favorite movie of all time, right? I have to say this. I'm very old school, and you know that it's got to really? be Rocky IV.
0: Oh, that is up there. <laughs> got to be Rocky Four.
1: What yeah. what year is
0: that? Because that, that might not even Ooh. be it's old
1: school. as my favorite
0: movie?
1: Rocky, mate. Uh, You've got to know the year the of your school. favorite movie. Come on. Uh, I should do, but I don't. I'm going to be totally honest. Just, but dude, just because oh, of one soundtrack, oh, I love oh, that music. Dude, I have to say both of those guys were in tremendous shape. And I always like the old school, old school way of training. I like that. that. Yeah, like that,
0: that that film is just yeah. just for and the have, just for the training montage alone. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And also, beautiful. I mean, the, the the latest one, the the Balboa. Yeah. There are some great quotes and little, you know, story. I mean, okay, it's the best of alone, People like acting and whatever, but there's been some great and even his story with how he got into that oh, film and what he yeah. did. I mean, yeah, I love the
0: backstories. Yeah, you,
1: know, you, you, you 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 can't not knock that, and I, so I have to say, it's got to be Rocky IV. Yeah, definitely Rocky Rocky.
0: I have a good bit of information for you. You'd appreciate this then. There is word on the street that Ivan Drago is listening to the podcasts. You're not, but he is. I'm serious. Oh, really? Yep. Was there a moment when you really thought and i I'm I'm gonna chip in after you said yours about my answer to this one, but was there a moment when you ever thought like you really brought your A game, your alpha game, you either performed like right to your ability? Like we're saying about your top ability, let's not mess around, was a six metre volt, But another situation where you performed right up to your ability or even ex- like excelled past what you thought you was capable of at the time.
1: It would have been in uh, 98 when I jumped 580 in Hanya Creek. Um, I'll cut a long story short, but I had a nightmare of a journey getting there because basically when we flew to the... I was meant to fly out, I don't know, at two o'clock in the afternoon from Heathrow plane got delayed i got to athens at four o'clock in the morning or whatever it was um and they had a strike so we couldn't get a connecting flight then to hania so i managed to get to a hotel having no credit card or nothing on me speak to my agent um who sorted out a few things Uh, my polls didn't couldn't go from athens to um hania so i turned up to a competition four hours of you know sleep broken hungry whatever i got to competition in the hope of trying to borrow some poles, basically. And as it turned out, I borrowed uh, some poles of Nick Hyson, who later on, two years, was Olympic champion. Um, but they were very similar to mine. Um, so I went to the competition, no hardly any sleep, borrowed on borrowed poles, not even my poles. Which is a
0: big deal if you're a pole voter. Like if yeah,
1: you know. it is a big deal. Cause yeah. they're personal. I came away and jumped a British record, and I just was like, well, where, how? So I think that day I stepped up. I stepped yeah. up. Um, and it just, it, it made me realise that even under unforeseen circumstances, the crappiest preparation that yeah. you can think of, I came out and did that. It was unexpected, yeah. unexpected. So in relation to your question, that was, I think, when the alpha Definitely. male came out and stepped up. And stepped Wait, Do
0: you know what I'm going to go for? Go on <laughs> okay. we talked We talked about it near the start about basically in the build-up to the Olympics that I, I think I saw you either once or twice at the Olympics – my um, like literally the boys from the the pole vault group we organised. Yeah, that was 2004. Yeah, we, we organised. Yeah, making sure we had literally we weren't bothered about anything. We just had pole qualifying and final, and then everything else was like bonus. But it was in the build up to. You'll tell me which Olympics it was. I think it must have been 2004. I guess. Yeah. When you got? When did you? The the basically the pole up the right. Oh before,
1: yeah, that that was fi- uh, five weeks before uh, yeah. Athens 2004. Yeah. 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 So yeah.
0: basically, yeah. so this is the story of this is, literally you had that ridiculous injury and the doctors who whoever was looking at you was basically like that's it because it was just before the olympics like you're yeah, done it's it not going to happen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you I were was properly ruined. bag everything mate yeah, was, you were yeah, properly ruined yeah yeah and for me for your career this i just cuz this was just ridiculous so you're properly ruined and then basically long story short for whatever reason ignoring people and just you know they don't know what you're capable of you went to the olympics when they were like i mean you tell me what what did they what was their say like you'll literally be barely walking by then or it was something crazy, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean that, like, the, the, the doctor said that, yeah, that, that, that's my season was done. That my season was done. But I had a very, uh, with Charles Van Comenie, who was my, uh, was, he was a jumps coordinator for yeah. the Olympics. Uh, I spoke to him and he said, your place is still there if you can prove your fitness. So basically I spent you know, a week in hospital. I wasn't allowed to eat for four days. But it was it was very hard to come back. I lost, you know. You think about it. I mean, I was weighing seventy-seven kilos then at the time, with about six percent body fat. I lost four kilos of a little bit of fat and, and 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 muscle, you know, tissue. So it was a long struggle to come back. And I think yeah. I had one competition just to prove that I could jump. Yeah, you literally and, it was just yeah, yeah. And it was, it was at quite Loughborough. And I think time, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I jumped five thirty-five forty, but I was jumping. So you well, know, I just I
0: I mean, from my point of view, I just remember. Literally, so we're all, obviously we're committed. We're going for selfish reasons. We really wanted you to be there, but yeah. um, I just remember we was all in the stadium. It was just the atmosphere was so good, and literally, I think you had third attempt. At like
1: it was, it was third attempt at five sixty. Yeah, and I remember you guys.
0: Yeah, it was the qualifying height, wasn't it? You yeah, and exactly. you were
1: behind the where the pole vault was level with the stand, and it was third attempt. And obviously you need to stay in the competition. It was 5.70 was going to qualify for the final. And I remember clearing that and turning around. And I just like, I actually, yeah that was a gun show. Yeah, Yeah, I did play my guns. I'm seriously, that that
0: was, uh, seriously, that that could not get any better. Because just the build up, the backstory of like literally saying you've got no chance, your season's over. Not the competition's over, because the season goes on for a couple of months. This was like six weeks later. And we didn't, no one knew if he was going to be there. And then it was third attempt. And there's something special about third attempts being a pole vault. The stadium mm. its literally last vault of the entire qualifying. The stadium was just, we were going nuts. And on the big screen, it was you just like literally on the run up, getting ready to go. It was yeah, insane. It was and you cleared it, it. And that is literally, that is my best pole vault moment or best moment for around this story. It was just different level so i
1: think also people forget you know i i went to 96 i didn't go to 2000 olympics in sydney because i had an operation on my right knee and and left ankle and i was actually in switzerland in a hospital bed watching the olympics yeah i said to myself yeah and that and that and that was i said to myself "I'm i'm not gonna miss the next one and then when i had my accident and this all came about i was like do you know what ain't happening so I remember after the operation, the first thing when it is, I went and walked, I went and walked. I remember getting out of bed and I had a drip feed and I walked around the, uh, I remember walking around the uh, outside the hospital, they had a little park thing. And I thought, yeah. well, you know, I've got to start walking and start moving, yeah. you know, cause I'd also bruised my coccyx as well. That was one of the, the most painful things yeah. was actually, obviously when I hit the tailbone and stuff. So. There was no way. Twelve. It was you know. It was it was eight years since I went from. Olympics. Yeah. To Olympics. And people say, oh, it's a
0: four, Olympics only come around four years. That's a long time. Eight years is in an in a athlete's career. That is just too long, man. That's yeah, not...
1: it's too long. And that and that was my drive. I was nowhere going to miss that. So that that was actually a, a a moment where I thought I'm back in the game. I'm only yeah. going to jump ten centimeters. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. But I remember but Pete that saying, that was my a coach. Moment, yeah. He he said that was for him one of the final moments in my career because he thought you shouldn't have been jumping. Yeah, probably. me too. You me know, too, man. It so, was. So it was
0: that was literally when you look at things and think they could make a movie out of that that was one of them things where you just think gee you could not write it better it was ridiculous yeah, absolutely so awesome was, um,
1: yeah I
0: think this is the yoda question who helped awaken your alpha i oh, coach the ripper yeah the ripper
1: peter circle yep <laughs> awesome <laughs> He's actually a pole world coach, not the Yorkshire River, that most people are there listening to this thinking, all right, murder of the moors. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Strange no, world yeah. Orders, yeah. Unfortunate name to have, but yeah. yes. No, no. He, 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 Not in a sense of, uh, I, I think he brought out the best in me, as, a, as and I'll say this, as a human and as an athlete. But I had a, an inner drive from my, unfortunately, when my father died when I was 12, I've always had something to prove to him mm. up there. So, you know, I looked at the higher I jump, the closer I get to him um, and the more I get to prove really um, that that's I would say my dad in that sense. But Pete has done a lot for me. That,
0: that is awesome. And yeah. If you yeah, get like that was an OK vault, you know, you've done well. Like, yeah, Oh, when
1: I when I jump, when I jump, uh, when I came fifth in the world champs, I've, he didn't get static. I just I remember going to sit next to him because watching Booker yeah. and Tarazov finish off the jumps yeah. over six metres. And uh, he looked at me with a little smirk and um, he just said, yeah, you, you've done good today. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, it's like, that is like, whoa. You know? yeah, that um, is level. Yeah.
0: Okay. This is the alpha round. So we're getting towards the end now. So this is where you can give us some of your tools and tips and tricks um, and resources. So we're going to start off with, could you recommend a good book for us? So there we go. Chimp Paradox. Oh, this is an awesome yeah, book by Dr. Steve Peters. I've actually yeah, done some clean. training on this.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to say one of my clients gave me to read and, I, and it, is, it is a really good book. So if anyone's out there, Dr. Steve Peters, uh, the mind management is called The Chimp Paradox. Yeah, don't
0: rattle my chimp, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, don't rattle my chimp. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that's cool. That's a good one. What do you think was holding you back, like back in the day before you really started to produce and become, in the sense we're talking about, successful?
1: I was very fortunate and very lucky to meet a man to spend 20 years of my life and him giving his time um, because I'll put this on the podcast. He, he, he never asked for any money from me. I owe him a lot and that's why, you know, I was still in touch and very good friends. He was like a second father to me. So, yeah. you know, to give, to give your time to someone is worth more than any, any money or anything really. And
0: Yeah. I'm thankful as well because of obviously you being a British record holder and Pete being there to that level, that consistency, obviously he's there means I could train as well. Like if you weren't there, he wouldn't have been there. No, I wouldn't yeah, have been no, there.
1: No, yeah. It, yeah, it was around around, yeah. When
0: you, just off the back of obviously you there, we we end up for a while, Crawley was like the pole vault central. Where, like people were that's moving down to yeah, train. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Nuts.
1: Yeah, we had, a, we had a good group. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, yeah. They were good old days, mate. They were good times, good old days. I'm glad that. I didn't
0: live in the house with them Northerners. Yeah, I hear stories. No, no.
1: That's, that's yeah, 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 a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Okay. What is one of your personal, almost daily, alpha habits?
1: always mentally prep uh, From working with clients or any situation that I'm going to go into I always run it through my mind
0: uh, what is the crappiest <laughs> job you've ever done
1: the crappiest job I've ever done uh, we've all been there clearing out cow crap <laughs> literally from Terry Fiddler's cow shed <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> mucking that was- out mate yeah and there was like four foot of it compacted over years it was our graft and it stunk yeah, it has to
0: be <laughs> that, mate. It has to be that. It's always got a fiddler thing. It's always that, that is beautiful. Okay, and then finally, um, who do you think I should interview next, and why? And is it? It could either be someone like we talked about. It could be Ivan Drago, or and or it could be someone off the radar, someone you know that not many other people know. And I've already got someone I want you to try and hook me up with.
1: Uh, no, it's Sylvester Stallone.
0: Ah, oh, that'd be tough.
1: His his story. His story. From 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 you know from getting before he got into films his life story before he got into films because he's he know, just made it were. didn't he, he yeah he, he, he was driven he was driven and there's a good story behind his career and everything else so that would be that would be one.
0: Okay, brilliant. And then finally, finally, Nick works in a company that sort of has uh oh, great, I don't know where this is the coming. greatest the greatest all-round athlete Alpha of all time. Pretty much, yeah. he's considered in the top three male athletes ever. I think it's him, maybe Bruce Jenner, and maybe someone like Dan O'Brien or someone. Yeah, yeah. Um Daly Thompson, who got married in Crawley. I don't know if, he's probably not originally from Crawley, is he? But he got married in Crawley. No, no, no.
1: He he was based in Crawley for quite some yeah. time. So um yeah.
0: so Nick works with him. So what have I got to do to get old Daley on here? I don't know how he rolls.
1: Right. Okay. I could try and get something put together. Get him to listen attract-
0: to the podcast first, and then if yeah, we- yeah, no, no, we're gonna do that. He's, um, that's the key thing. If if someone doesn't like it, then they're not gonna come on, and I don't blame them. But if they they like the sound of it, and yeah, we've had some cool people on, he might he might be up for it.
1: Yeah, I, I need I think I'm hard to track down. I don't know where he is at the moment. He might be out in the country.
0: <laughs> no, but he would
1: be person. a good person to have to have on. I mean, he double double Olympic champion. And uh, an ex-former or world record holder, so um, and 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 a bit of a personality, I have to say. (laughs) Um, If anyone's ever seen the 1984 Olympics, watch the decathlon and see what he had written on his t-shirt. Very, (laughs) very controversial, I have to say. Um, But that was him, you know. And he is a. He raised his game when he needed to raise his game. True, true legend and competitor. Yeah, proper champion. Phenomenal yeah. uh, phenomenal athlete, yeah. But I'll try my best, mate. I'll try my best. No,
0: no worries, that's what I'll ask Anyway, I'll let you crack on because you've got to train someone yeah. in like 15 minutes. But yeah. that's been legendary. And it looks like I might see you Saturday night. You might do me, yeah. Might be you. a bit
1: messy, mate. Yep. Yeah, we, we got to get our green cards. But anyway, I'll yeah. see you hey later, hi, buddy. Take you easy. Uh, Cheers, mate. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live Limitless. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review.
0: It'll help get him off my back. Today's featured alpha, Nick Buckfield will, will be one of our alpha trainers. Getting your body in to peak physical condition on our alpha Wayne retreat. I will be getting back personally to each and every one of you. Not necessarily in order, in order of who is suitable, most suitable. You think that's you and you want to get involved. There are six spots for the UK, six spots for the USA. And that is all we're doing this year. So get in touch, get on the Facebook group, like it, follow the links, apply, and I will speak to you in person very soon.
1: The awake your alpha podcast. Live limitless.